0: Susan Finch here, your host today for Rooted in Revenue. Everything about making money without leaving things on the table. And today my guest is John Golden. He is the Chief Strategy Officer for Pipeliner CRM. And you're also a wonderful sponsor of the SLMA. And we appreciate that. Thank you so much for that as well. But the other thing you have going on, I can see it right behind you, is yep. Sales Pop. So tell me about that before we jump into into our show, but I want to give you a chance to talk about sales pop.
1: Yeah, sales pop is uh salespop is an online sales magazine, uh salespop.net, where you can find over 350 of the world's best thought leaders in sales and marketing. And we have video interviews, pod uh Uh, blog posts, podcasts, infographics, we have content going up daily. And and as I said, this is a a resource for sales professionals, sales managers, uh, sales executives, to learn more about your profession and to hear from all of the experts across the globe. So that's our kind of, uh, if you like, philanthropic gift to um, the world. You know, our primary business is obviously Pipeline or CRM. But SalesPop is... Uh, what we wanted to do to really give a gift to salespeople because we really believe in educating and the professionalization and just, just lifting up and
0: enhancing the reputation
1: of salespeople.
0: I love that thought because that's so many people, they get paranoid of, oh, I don't want to share my information, my know-how. Mm-hmm. But that's what actually makes you more valuable is when you are willing Absolutely. to share it. hmm And so let's just dive right in though. This show is rooted in revenue folks. And what we're going to do is ask John, what does revenue generating revenue look like for you at Pipeliner?
1: Um, well, at Pipeliner, obviously generating revenue for us is uh, establishing long-term relationships with customers. Uh, because when you're in a, in a subscription-based business, obviously that is the most important thing is to not just win the customer but maintain them over time, so you have that solid um, base of of recurring revenue. So for us, um, we take a long-term view of engaging with a prospect or a new customer, and that's not that's not just the initial. Um, just getting the deal done, if you like. But it's really setting the foundation for a long-term collaborative relationship and allowing that customer, helping that customer grow with us by really understanding their business. Um, so that's the most important thing to us is, is long-term relationships built on continuing to bring value to our customers.
0: One thing I know too, though, with any kind of subscription service, there is a a percentage and it varies from company to company of those that just pay for it like a gym and they never yeah. pay attention to it. They don't do anything with it. What is your outreach to that part? This, the stagnant, the, the ones because I've talked to other companies and I like, go, Oh no. Cause if you bring it up then they'll unsubscribe and we'll lose our yeah. revenue. How do you guys handle that?
1: Um, well, we we handle it um, absolutely, you know, head on because at the end of the day, we want people to use the product because we believe the pipeline of CRM. When you use it properly, it is going to benefit the sales management, but it's going to really benefit the salespeople because it was really built with those, them in mind. So we invest a lot of time. We do free trainings for our salespeople uh, or for our customers that are available. We do, you know, we have a, a, a big professional services group, you know, that can, global services group that can help. So what we really like to do is understand what are the business drivers that are um, driving uh, the prospect or customer to come to us in the first place. And then we have a customer success function that works with them to make sure that they are tracking towards their goals. Or maybe their goals have changed and we can help them track towards those. So it's this ongoing, continual engagement, this customer success element is where we really focus on that, because as I said, at the end of the day, we, we don't. Want, we don't want to be like a gym, right? We don't want to say, "Oh, it's great." Look, the gym's empty, but our, you know, our subscriptions are up this year. Right. We want to see our gym full of people, you know, working out and getting healthier.
0: <laughs> well, because this, the other side of that is, if you are one of those gym members that never goes, you're not going to want to talk about the gym. Yep. Or if you do, you're going to say it doesn't work.
1: Exactly. Exactly, and, th- and those are key components as well. Because let's face it, when somebody makes an investment in something, and they don't use it or it's their fault that it's not working. They don't tend to take accountability ownership yeah. for that. They tend to externalize it. So yeah, so we, as I said, we really focus a lot on working with them and making sure that um, they get the value out of the system by aligning with their business
0: goals. I, I agree with you on that. And I appreciate that too. So along, you know, these years, you've been with several companies, but you've been with Pipeline, I think since 2014. Correct. yes. 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 So about four years and what, since you've been there, what is a tip you've learned that has helped you best serve your clients to help them generate revenue or an aha moment or something? Yeah, Well, and the aha
1: moment actually is, um, it happened a couple of years ago. Um, and this is kind of ties in with what I was talking about is when I started looking at this industry and looking at what's going on in it, um, I realized that, uh, you know, every company seemed to kind of have the same approach to, you know, here, take a trial, come take our, you know, take a trial of our software and then we'll just try and sell to you. And, and what I thought is, uh, from my own experience and our own experience as consumers, is that we're a lot more sophisticated nowadays before we even purchase, right? You know, we have sort of ideas of what we want to do. And I thought about why don't we treat uh, prospects like they're already customers? So why should there be that huge uh, demarcation, especially if they're going through a trial process, you know, know, with our software? We should engage them with the people who they're going to work with afterwards so that it becomes an experience of not just the product, but the people and working with the company. Because at the end of the day, that's going to be a huge part of the differentiation is it's not just your product or service you offer but it's the people, it's how you engage, it's how you make your customers feel, it's the customer experience. So, The aha moment for me was how do we make this customer experience a consistently positive one from the moment you engage with the brand, whether it's through uh, the website, whether it's through sales pop, whether it's through uh, taking a trial, whether it's when you go to our website and you chat with one of our representatives, how do we make sure that that's a consistent experience? And then when you take a trial, how can we help you to trial the uh, the crm in a way where you get value out of that experience and you know how it's going to work so for me that is the biggest um aha for me is, and, and we have worked really hard over the last couple of years to make that a reality and it's it's always going to be an ongoing project but our goal is all built around the customer experience and like i said that begins the first time you engage with the brand long before you're a customer
0: i'll I love that thought though. And that, I don't know if you call it a mantra or just the base, treat a prospect like a customer.
1: Yeah. And, and you have to, and, and it's a lot of, uh, as you say, I mean, a lot of companies, you'll say, everybody goes, we're customer centric, you know, and it's a nice bumper sticker, and it sounds <laughs> great. And and if you do, if you could go onto Google and do like a global search of companies, mission or vision statements, you'd find customer centric in practically all of them. But let's face it, our experiences of working and working with different companies and, and whatever is, we know that's not true. We know that it's a, it's a, it's a nice slogan but it doesn't translate because you can have a host of inconsistent experiences with the company, right? Over time, you can have terrible ones, you can have great ones, whatever, but there's no consistency. Uh, and that's what we really wanted to address is the consistency piece because we're humans, right? At the end of the day, we're still humans, thankfully, although, you know, they're trying to replace us all with robots and, and artificial <laughs> yeah. intelligence, but thankfully, we're still humans. And as humans, we have this strange quirk where we always default to our worst experience, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, I always use the example of, you know, with, the, with airlines, right? You, know, you go check in online, everything's great. You know, maybe you check your bags at the airport, works great. You get on the airplane. It leaves on time. The cabin crew are great. The pilot's great. They land great. And then, and then your bag is delayed coming off, right? And they don't tell you. And then there's no announcement and everybody's staring at each other. And when somebody asks you, how was your flight? Oh, it's terrible. Right? All because of that one negative experience. And it's not even that. Yes, bags get delayed coming off. But if they told you, if there was a representative there, then everybody's cool. But you know, so the other the other ten touch points you had that were all positive are wiped away with that negative, and that's really um, the the key thing. Is if you want to really be customer centric, if customer experience really matters to you, it has to be consistent because
0: it's always going to default to the lowest common denominator. It, it's a that you brought that up. I've had that in my household. I have teens, <laughs> and and I like to you know I my husband and I were talking about we can give them 10 compliments in a day, praise them for things. Mm-hmm. But the one time that we come down on them or do something that just, that's what they remember. Why oh, yeah. are you always, yeah. <laughs> but that, it doesn't change though. It's the same. Exactly. It's exactly what you were talking about. And and I
1: find myself even today when I call uh, a customer service or something, um, when I have a really good experience, I go ahead and I actually do fill out the survey afterwards because I'm, and, and the sad thing is because I'm so shocked at how great the experience was because I'm used to 9 out of 10 of them being, you know, not so wonderful. So I think there is... So I personally believe there is a massive... And we're talking about revenue, right? There is a massive economic value to a positive and consistent customer experience because not only will those customers likely to stay with you, will you renew with you, which is good, um, they are likely to... Uh, be okay with being a referral or a testimonial for you and some of them are actually going to turn into advocates for you so and what is the best way possible to sell it's like if I say to you Susan if I went you know uh, you're looking for a CRM system right now well let me tell you about the experience that I had with pipeline and why these are the guys you should go with right I mean that's that's going to count much more than anything we as pipeline can ever say to you right Um, so I think there's a huge economic value so there's a real revenue component to experience and I think people shouldn't underestimate because people remember how you make them feel
0: right they do and I I really appreciate that you touched on that point as a revenue generator it's one of those quiet slow simmer things yeah and it's very difficult to track Mm -hmm. You you might kind of remember oh yeah my friend told me about you guys But beyond that, you don't know what exactly led that whole path that got them there. Mm -hmm. But I I do agree, though, that it's most likely because of the people that they engage with. Even when people mess up or companies have a hiccup, it's that that clear communication that will help build that continue to build that trust.
1: Yeah, and there's research that backs this up. Uh, I, I recently did a presentation and, there was, and I found a lot of research that actually backed this up to show that um, you know, not only will customers, if they have a great customer experience, will not only will they renew with you, but as you say, they will be a lot more forgiving when something, come, when something comes up. And I think that part of it too is communication. And I found this, uh, and I think this is a fault that a lot of technology companies fall into because they have most of them have such a wide customer is that they tend to focus on the big ones and ignore the the mid or smaller ones and they tend to have yeah, all their focus on like account management at the big at the big end. Whereas we believe in, you know, with our customer success, people is reaching out constantly and building that relationship and, and checking in and making sure everything's going smoothly and adding value by saying, here's some things we noticed you're not using today. Maybe, you know, you should try this or, you know, things like that. But really, really investing in building a relationship. And like I said, that is going to help with your customer churn and again that's a massive uh revenue component there if you are losing customers uh, or you're having you know depends it doesn't matter what kind of business and you could be in a services or a project-based business mm-hmm. or whatever if you're only getting one transaction out of somebody Uh, it's costing you a lot of money to go find another person, right? Yes. As opposed to having that balance between repeat customers and new business, right? I mean, if you're constantly relying on new business, you know, that's a, uh, you know, that's a precarious position to be in. So there's there's true economic value by making sure people want to stay with you because they love your product or service, but they also love working with you as a company.
0: Yeah i find the biggest revenue loss for subscription types of services is when features have been requested or promised mm-hmm. and they get delayed for whatever reasons mm-hmm. it's like because they're more complex than they thought mm-hmm. or they overcommitted their funding whatever but they don't communicate that exactly. and they just say oh it's coming it's in the next ui it's in the next mm-hmm. update and the, you don't believe them anymore Yes, And you start looking for other solutions to fill in those gaps and pretty soon you just transition right out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why communication is is uh, critically important. And it's also critically important to deliver what you promise. And as you say, if you can't, then that you communicate that proactively. And, you know, people are generally understanding if, if there's a good solid reason behind something. But as you say, they're not if you just try and skate by and sort of, you know, kick the can down the road, which, you uh, know, <laughs> A lot of people love to do. Uh, But for me, those have been the big, um, the the big aha for me really is in this world of what I call disconnected connectedness, right? Mm -hmm. You know, where everybody is trying to, you know, leverage technology to as communication tool, as automate this, automate that and everything is that actually treating people as people is a a great differentiator and still critically important
0: i agree this i love the tips that we um, got from you today. Thank you very much. You're welcome. What is the current passion you have right now? What would you like to give a plug to or sh- you know, have us go check out?
1: Um, literally uh, just go check out uh, our, our CRM. Uh, we, uh, another part of what we do, which is very fundamental, is that we've created a CRM that is visual, uh, because obviously uh, pictures speak you know, 64 bazillion times more than text, I can't remember the exact stat. Um, but it's huge and salespeople are busy and we have created this visual tool that's easy for them to use, easy for management to get what they need out of it, um, but extremely powerful at the same time. So I, just, I would just encourage people to go take a trial at Pipelinersales.com, that's Pipelinersales.com, take a trial and not only will you get to trial our software, but you'll get to trial us as a company and us as people. And, and then uh, it'll give you an idea of what it's like to work with us.
0: Terrific. Thank you so much. And thank you for being a guest. This yeah. has been Rooted in Revenue with Susan Finch and my guest, John Golden of Pipeliner CRM. Tune in, catch the replays, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or right here on the rootedinrevenue.com website. We will see you next episode and thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you, Susan.
0: Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. We wanna be where you are, so go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing of events and your online presence.